Hey, Canada Bob. Hey, how you doing there? Eh? Hey, well, <laughs> such a dork. Canada Bob, I don't mean to be mean, man. I just think you're no, hilarious. No, no, it's me. fine. You know what? It, everybody's got their own way. Yeah, well, you're, just, you're just you're hilarious, <laughs> and you say things that are funny. So, hey, man, but I got to ask you some questions because you're really good at this. Uh, the the view of the Constitution. Hey, shoot, I'll do what I can. All right, so uh, President Trump declares a national emergency to build this wall. Mm-hmm. What do you What do you think? You know, I actually figured out a solution for what? you guys. Okay. I gotta so, hear this. So I gotta this, hear this. I figured it all out. You guys don't have to worry anymore. <laughs> okay, so I was at the the local hockey game, the Ice Pickers. Oh, go Pickers! And you know, I'm I'm enjoying. <coughs> Enjoying my Labatt Blue. And I look down, and I'm like, I've got it. Okay, so I <coughs> I see an advertisement for Tim Bits. Tim Hortons Donuts, right? And I'm like... By the way, shout out to Tim Hortons, man. Hey, man, I wanted a coffee and some Tim Bits. I don't even know if they carry it anymore, but, you know, a guy's got a dream. And I figured it out. Here's how you pay for the wall. You erect the wall... And you start putting up advertisements for like Coca-Cola or <laughs> Nike or, you know, Starbucks. And that way, when people are crossing over, they're like, hey, I want a Coke. <laughs> and so they go and pay and you, you just pay for the wall that way. I, it's going to solve your problems. <laughs> you solved everything else with advertisements. I mean, heck, you got advertisements on the Washington Monument, right? Right, right. <laughs> Don't think that's the best solution, but I'm going to go with you on this. You know, okay. okay. Well, you know, hey, I'm I'm not trying to like diss you here, Canada Bob. I'm just, you know, hey, advertising may may detract. Well, I actually might work in detraction. But I got another question for you. Sure. <laughs> so, a lot of these people are starting to run for president on the Democratic side. You know. Oh the, yeah. The. Kamala Harris and uh, yeah. occasional Pre- cortex. And <laughs> I, I got to give a shout out to Gad Sad for that one. <laughs> or now Bernie Sanders. Notice that all these presidential candidates are like really progressive. They're not even Democrat anymore. They're yeah. progressive. Oh, yeah. They're so way out there. What do you think about this whole progressive movement, man? <laughs> they want to spend it's, all my money. It's progressing somewhere. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Progressing in my wallet. It's right in my wallet. You know, up in Canada, we got Trudeau, and uh, he's quite the progressive. And uh, it's great because, you know, he pulls a lot of money out of my wallet, and my wallet's empty, and, you know, then I progress to go to the government to get more money that they took from me. So, you know, if you want a progression in a circle, it's perfect. How do we solve it, Canada, Bob? Oh. How do you solve it legally is the question. (laughs) Oh, heavens. Sorry, Canada Bob. But thank you for answering all my questions. We'll see you soon. Hey, no problem. I'll see you next time there. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Self-Evident Podcast. This is episode 23 in the house. And again, (laughs) guys, thank you for, uh, again, all the support. If you guys want to go to theselfevidenttruth.com, uh, please do so. The traffic's been going up a little bit. Yeah. Got some more subscribers on, mm-hmm. on YouTube. We're still growing slowly but surely, but it's getting there. Hey, guys, listen, if you guys want to support us, please go on the website. Uh, you can do so to help support the podcast because we need it. Um, as we continue to grow, um, we obviously need more things. I'd like to redo you know, a, a set for us and all these things like that. Uh, but also, too, just getting better camera stuff and all that, all that, you know, all the, all the stuff that we need 
to keep this thing looking pro and to keep us uh, continuing to do it. Because we want to keep providing you more content that's constitutional, that's truthful, and that's just right. You know what I mean? So we're not about a party here. We're about the truth. And uh, so we love uh, liberty. We love freedom. And uh, we're, we're doing that for our future generations. So what's up, Mike? How's it going, Massey? Mike. Mike. <laughs> on the Mike. <laughs> That sounded ridiculous. I, I but don't know how well you'd make it's a radio host. because I'm on coffee, host. man. I had some Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Yeah, we got to give a shout out to a Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A for providing us chicken and well, we to Jonathan for, for paying for the chicken. I don't even pay him. He pays me yeah, to be he here. he buys to run us the can- chicken. <laughs> He's like, hey, I'll bring you guys food if you let me record. Right, right. So, I guys. Guess. <laughs> right. So, last week we had K. Carl Smith on. Um, and that was a killer oh, show, man. I'm like, killer so show. we had him on. And, uh, again, I, I just... To, to see the other side of black history and to really understand how to combat both sides of the argument, the both the current conservative viewpoint of the Constitution and the Democratic view or the liberal view of the Constitution, you're combating it through one man's life who affirmed yeah. the writer's foundings as a slave. We're talking about Frederick Douglass and Kay Carl did a smash out job on it, man. Brought some revelation to me. Got to really understand Frederick Douglass. And, dude, I want to say I'm a Frederick Douglass Republican, too. Uh, Thank you, Kay Carl. Thank you. I'm I'm there. I'm there because I I never realized that there was somebody who really embodied all of this that didn't carry the baggage that, unfortunately, the founders kind of have today. You know, everybody, the the whole slavery thing. Well, they own slaves. So, how? Right. Well, yeah, we can talk that till we're blue in the face. But, like, Frederick Douglass really puts forth of. He was in the middle of slavery. He was a part of that, yet he still had faith in the Constitution and what it was supposed to represent. Like exactly. that's that's. And how are you going to argue with that? Yeah. You can't argue with that. How are you going to argue with that? It's like how do you argue with uh, you know a, a, an African American? I don't even like saying that. I, the, I uh, you know how do you argue against a black person or yeah. Hispanic person who? speaks out against racism, that yeah. they want to stop it, and they don't see it the way that other people see it. You know, argue with them? No. You know what I mean? Because well, they're showing their viewpoint of it, man. It's like, I just want a united America. That's all. Yeah. You know. And you know what I love most about him is that he went from, like, zero in terms of being a slave yeah. to just dominating. And he and did, man. Dude, he, he taught himself how to read. He taught other people how to read. He, he became this very Order. prominent, disciplined person who really became successful and it's like that's that's the epitome of the american dream overcoming all of these obstacles look nobody today in 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 real terms like how many people today overcome as much as he overcame no that's you nailed it and right and one thing we have to say especially in a me-centered generation or i should say a me-centered america in a lot of ways absolutely um you know even a me-centered church in a lot of ways we see the church being more me-centered uh instead of christ-centered and all those things i think how do you overcome that well you got to talk about sacrifice we got to talk about many men and women have fought and died for this country. Many men and women who died to preserve American liberty and freedom, like our founders did, though not perfect. And I think Frederick Douglass outlined that very well. They weren't perfect men, and they kind of do have a stain on themselves. Some of them, not all of them. They they do have a stain on themselves. They had a national sin going on. But then that same person can turn around and say, but this is what they were trying to say the whole time. Yeah. I love that stuff. So anyways, guys, if you haven't checked that out, go to podcast 22. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. It uh, it's actually, it's on one of the highlights. If you go to the highlight of 22, 
Um, there's a link, uh, and, and all these will have highlights, and we'll link the full show uh, in the description below. So please get on our social media and all that stuff too. Follow us and all that stuff. You get really, really quick updates. Uh, I sometimes go live and do some real stuff. And one of the things we wanted to talk about today was the national emergency. And <clears throat> there's a big question surrounding, like, listen, I want to start this off with this, okay? A couple days ago or sometime last week, I posted something on Facebook about priorities, right? We're so worried about an emergency on the border, but what about babies? And people thought I was coming against Trump for that. Not my point. The point was, where are our priorities? I see where there's illegals coming into the country. True. They're stealing a bunch of money. Why? Because Congress allowed us to have a welfare system. Why? Because we weren't following the Constitution. Why? Because we elected immoral people who didn't know the Constitution to start electing things that they didn't need. Why? Because we had an amendment called the 14th Amendment that gave the authority to Congress to do all these things. Why? Because we didn't follow the Constitution in the first place. Why? Because we were immoral. So the only people we can really blame is ourselves Yeah. in the end, right? And I say ourselves even now because I didn't ask for this either, but I have to do something about it. My post was not against President Trump. I am not against the president. I'm for good, godly government. I'm for constitutional government, limited government, and freedom and liberty. That's it. And I, <sighs> Go I, ahead. Go I ahead. think it's vital for us to keep our leaders accountable. Yes. Because as soon as we decide, well, you can bend the rules on this because you're my guy, we've fallen into the trap that everybody else falls on. So I would rather be on principle and foundation and then keep them to that standard yeah. and decide to change the Here. standard and walk it, you know, who, who, in the wrong direction. Yeah. So let's go with a kingdom because we don't have a kingdom. We have a republic again. And we're going to talk about that today. In the kingdom of Israel or Judah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Who was the king? David, right? At the time, King David was a man after God's own heart. Who was the prophet that kept him accountable? Nathan. Exactly. Why is that wrong? Now, David was a man after God's own heart. He went and sinned with Bathsheba. Nathan wasn't there to condemn him. Nathan was there to redeem him. Yeah. To say, hey, these, th- you did the, you're, the, you're the one that killed Uriah. You're the one that did it. Repent. It wasn't to bash David. It was to keep him in check and keep him in line because you're running God's government here, man. You know what I mean? It's the same thing we're trying to do here. I'm not saying I'm a pro. I'm not Nathan, right? But I know enough of the Constitution and a lot of my friends that are leaders and that kind of thing. We're, all we're doing is keeping Congress the Supreme Court, and the president accountable. I don't care what party you're on. Shouldn't you be happy for that? Shouldn't you be happy that the populace is actually asking questions and saying, hey, man, we want to get involved? Why wouldn't you be happy about that? Matter of fact, the Bible says that a son that endures chastening is a son. He's He's not an illegitimate child. And God does that. He chastens those that he loves, he says in Hebrews, right? Yeah. And he's a son if he chastens them. Well, if we're doing our job to uphold our elected officials, shouldn't you be happy I'm not, I'm not against you. I'm for you. I want you to do your job right. You know why? Because I want to see future generations be free and have liberty. That's all. I'm not against you, man. Good job for what you do right, man. Praise God. You've done a lot of cool things. And the things that you say about uh, making sure we need to put more pressure on the abortion industry, all these things, great. Fantastic. But, and someone had, uh, and why I'm going with this, because a lot of people attacked, like, you're saying President Trump ain't anointed? No, I believe... That the person that we elect in that office has some type of an anointing. He's going to do something. But are you going to say that because Trump is doing this or Obama's doing that, like that they shouldn't be in office or they should be? We elect them. Yeah. Right? And and I think God allows elections to take place. Mm-hmm. God allows us to pick our leaders. So therefore, it is a God allowed or I don't even want to say God ordained because that 
goes the wrong direction. No, but we just it, reap it what we sow. Per, it was permissible by God. Yeah. So therefore, we reap what we sow. Um, one of the things that came to mind was Saul, King Saul. So Samuel comes to him and says, why do I hear the bleeding of sheep in my ears? Right? Saul was supposed to go in and kill everything. God said, kill everything. Samuel comes like, you disobeyed God. You need to have somebody keeping your leaders accountable. In, in, in a spiritual sense, we need somebody who's keeping leaders accountable. And do you know and why? We're, oh, the, we're the people, right? We elected them. They, we're responsible for them. So we've got to keep them accountable. We've got to keep them to a standard. And guess what? Our standard is the Constitution, which I f- wholeheartedly believe is a document that God is pleased with if we follow it. Now, I'm, right. not, I'm not saying it's a spiritual document. Don't, don't decide that, oh, he's saying Dude, the that the Constitution is Constitution's a law God's document. No, but it, it's a law document. But I truly believe that our founders... We're so prayerful about putting this together. And the sources that they used were so prayerfully put together that it's a document that if we follow and we follow God in our hearts, we can be blessed. That's right. You know what's crazy, too, is current Congress and Senate, you know, current Supreme Court, current presidencies over the last, I'd say, what, 100 years, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit more than that. Notice how it's not been to decrease the size of government, but only increase the size it's of government. always to expand. Always to expand. And people freak out when you try to decrease. Bro, listen, look, if I didn't love the president, if I didn't love President Trump, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say anything and I would just agree with what he says. But then I become a yes man. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I'm doing him not a disservice. I'm, I'm doing him a disservice, I should say. By not pointing out errors. And again, people say, what authority do you have? That's the point. I don't. I'm the people. And the document gives me the authority to tell him, you don't have the authority to do what you're doing. That's all. I love you, Trump. As a person, as a soul, as a human, I love you. I want Christ to redeem you. And if you've been redeemed, praise God. I don't know. I mean, people say he's a Christian. People, you know, he has people pray for him and all these things. Praise God. I want to believe that. And I want to believe that. And if he's, if he's publicly professed that, which I believe he has, praise God. He's a part of the fold. Amen, right? I want to back that side of you. When it comes to policy, if all you're doing is increasing the size of government, you've done no better than your last than the predecessor, yeah. than those yeah. who have succeeded before you, than those who have been before you. You've done no better, right? And then, then you sit on the chair of inconsistency. And Yeah, yeah. you do. And we would sit on the chair of inconsistency by yeah. pointing out what Obama did and Bush did, but... Not Trump, not because Trump. all Don't hail Trump. Him. And I'm, we're not for that. I'm sorry. And we're not going to be that way. But listen, it's the fact that I do love the president. Look, I love America. I love my rights that God gave me. I don't want a man to come in and take them. No. I don't want a kingdom. That's all. To premise that, and I want to answer these questions. Everybody had them. Like, so, 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 so you, don't like, you don't think he's anointed by God. You don't think this. Uh, one lady said to me, basically, that, um, he's keeping campaign promises. No, well, the wall is a campaign promise, but he promised that Mexico would pay for it. Now we're the ones that ended up paying for it, all these things. So don't throw the campaign thing at me either, please, because I really want you to see, it's not that I'm doing this to incur some kind, like the kind of cult following that Donald Trump has that all presidents have really, the kind of following that he has, what benefit does it do me to make you mad? Yeah. If I want the message of liberty to get out there, it doesn't do me any good to say these things in truth if it's unpopular. 
Do you, do you see what I mean? Yeah. The unpopular opinion is this. That's on you, not the government. You elect the right men. You're the one who's supposed to protect your house. You're the one that's supposed to provide for the communities as a church. You're the one that's supposed to help the poor and the sick and the needy. That's your job, not a government. What is wrong? That is an unpopular position today in a lot of ways. Because let's be honest here. Let's get into this national emergency thing. Were you going to say something before I Yeah, to- yeah. Right before we get into the national emergency thing, I think something important, you know, you and I were talking earlier about this. And one of the things that I wanted to stress is like, we're we're more we're we're more directed more passionate about the idea of liberty and about the idea of limited government constitutional government that's our main goal now you have people on the other side who are saying Trump's expanding his powers. Trump's standing outside of the Constitution on on <laughs> Democrats issues. Democrats say that now. Democrats are saying. Did th- you see the last eight yeah, years of yeah, the exactly? What? Like, did did you follow? Now we're trying to be as consistent as possible from mm. Obama to Trump, but we're also our target is to get everybody to understand what liberty really is, and I can't do that with those people if I just come out and say, "Well, it's good now that Trump's doing it." And with those people, I can say, you know what? Here's an issue that I agree with you on that. Now let's talk about why you and I agree that this is outside of the Constitution, why that's important, because it scares you. And I'm glad it does, because it should. Because it scares me when your guy gets in office and all of a sudden you decide that it's okay to expand his powers. As liberty-minded conservatives, we all need to get together on that topic and that issue and go, we're not just preaching to the choir here. We're not supposed to be just standing with each other. We're supposed to be reaching out and saying, look, you want your rights? You want your liberty? Well, the things that I can agree are your rights and liberty. Here it is. Now, there are some things I do not agree is your right, like to kill the unborn. I don't agree that's a right. So we got to discuss that. But there are things we can reach and connect with. Exactly. And that's mm-hmm. kind of where we, we got to... I really want to segue into this because, again, I'm going to say it again. I honor the office of president. And I believe Trump's done a lot of cool things, good things, godly things. And we'll call those things out, man. Yeah. Like you stepping in and saying, you know, uh, Jerusalem is, is the, the capital city. I mean, that takes guts because a lot yeah, of presidents have promised it and he did it. Good for you, man. You know what? And I'm, I'm seeing more and more as I study the whole Israel thing and, and as I talk to other leaders and pastors and things like that, it's very important for us to to really support Recognize that. And, you know, that's Jerusalem. just one thing. Yeah. But, you know, the other thing, too, is I'm seeing where Trump, or President Trump, I should say, I don't want to be disrespectful. I don't like when people say Trump or Obama. Yeah, like, we you, shouldn't do that. Yeah. We should, they were president. We should give the, the We are vowing to change that about ourselves. <clears throat> yeah, we are. And, and, and I want to be very respectful as I can. Um, with President Trump, even meeting with black leaders today, uh, was it black leaders or, or it was just like a hundred year type thing uh, in, in, in commencement speeches and meeting with uh, as many people as he can to try to unite? Is he perfect at it? No, dude, of course not. But the fact that he's trying and people still look at him as a racist divider and all these things, it's like, I, I don't I don't know. You know, I, I don't see that. I don't believe he is. Uh, people have asked me if he's racist. No, I don't believe it. I don't believe he is. I don't believe it either. Um, I just believe he's really good at sparking up yeah. <laughs> conflict because it gets people to talk about it. That's what he does. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so go ahead. Uh, I, I was going to use one example just because I want to clear this up because it frustrated me when it happened. There was a point where he argued 
that he didn't want a judge to oversee a case because everybody was like, see, he doesn't want a Mexican ruling over this. Well, no, he was saying California, California. He was saying this judge because this judge had been a lead attorney for La Raza for 20 years. Oh, so it was biased. Biased. That's like a black man saying, I don't want that judge because that judge has been sitting on the council of the KKK for 20 years. Yeah, good point. It's really the same thing. And so it's like, it's not that Trump was just mad because he's Mexican. It was because this guy was extremely biased going into the case in the first exactly. place. Exactly. And to, for yeah. l- let's be honest here. Sorry, campaign, President Trump. President Trump, yeah. And, and President Trump, before he was president, when he campaigned on, hey, illegals are coming here, they're bringing drugs, bringing crime, they're murderers, rapists. Dude, obviously, if you would just open your ears, he was not saying yeah. all immigrants, okay? He's not. He really, I believe, wants to protect this country. I agree. The methods is all I'm after, is if yeah. you're setting precedents the way that you're doing, and we continue to do this, I'm telling you. And, dude, it's funny because when I posted that, I am I kept doing it in the comments, I'm telling you, once this precedent sets here, you get a Democratic president or a Democratic socialist president, they're going to declare, declare a national emergency on guns, I promise. And Absolutely. guess what happened, man? There was an yeah. article the next day saying, man, a Democratic president could declare a national emergency on guns because a lot of people are dying at the hands yeah. of guns. Dude, I'm telling you, oh, that'll never happen. Health, climate change. Yeah, so because I really want to get into this national emergency yeah. thing, but I kind of want to go with a couple points here. People a lot sure. tell me, and I want your, your perspective, right? People say it can never happen here. Can you tell me what happened when we interned Japanese people here in the 40s? Exactly. We did that. It was, what, 120,000 Japanese yeah. we interned? Yeah. Into camps? No. People could say, well, that was a wartime measure, or whatever they want to call it. It doesn't matter. We did that. That is scary crap. Just because you're Japanese. Because you might be a spy. Just like the TSA, man, which I believe is an illegal entity to me. There's no constitution except when Bush signed the Patriot Act. President Bush. President Bush signed the Patriot Act. It's going to take us a while to get over that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? That's the media narrative. I got to stop that. But President Bush. And and I really do want to apologize. I don't want to be disrespectful to the presidents. Because you know what? We were supposed to pray for him. And President Obama, uh, Jonathan brought up today, President Obama, what did he say, bro? Could you could you tell me? Uh, <laughs> sorry caught, about that. He was caught, caught, off caught in the middle of ice. <laughs> Chewing <laughs> ice. He was uh, giving a speech uh, at some college or wherever it was. Um, here, just... here, come here. Get over here. Cause they... And now, ladies and gentlemen, Jonathan. With his Chick-fil-A cup. Basically, I was listening to a Ben Shapiro podcast, and he was actually... Uh, giving Obama praise for something he did that was good. He was saying that Obama like, was telling the truth for once, you know, and he had a few moments in his presidency that he did, you know, and it's like the people we don't like a lot, when they say something good, you know, we have to acknowledge it because, yeah. you know, they're never going to do it on our side. You, somebody has to start, you know, be the bigger person or forget that. Just when people do something good, whether you like them or not, say, hey, that was a good thing you did. Yeah. Um, and Obama was just saying that, like, men need to be men and stuff and, um, rappers and- rappers like you know they uh have all these women that they're after or like they they like saying they, they've been with many women and it's like some kind of insecurity in them he was just like talking the truth and i was like wow like where was that guy in the last eight years so. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and i and we got to give props to that and here's yeah, why because absolutely. encouragement always wins over love wins over you know what i mean and i would i've always thought this man it'd be cool to sit down with him just to talk with him because he was a constitutional lawyer and say dude but constitutionally let's let's get real here you know what yeah. i mean President Obama said, well, you know, I, I, I didn't want to have to do this, but I'm going to have to do this. This is in my power. 
I'm doing everything that I'm authorized to do by my lawyers and advice of counsel to mandate health care. What did President Trump just say? Yep. I'm doing everything that's legal within my powers to declare a national emergency. Now, here's here's where the question comes, and this opens it up for us, and I'm going to throw this to I'm you. I'm glad. Do it. Why, then, if it's legal, is it not constitutional? Because I, I've had people bring this up Great to point. me. Right? Okay, so it was enacted by Congress. Therefore, it's legal. Therefore, he can do it. How can you say that's not constitutional? Right. Right. And that's kind of where... We have to go constitutionally to what are the powers of the president, right? In the Constitution. I'm not talking about bills that have been passed and U.S. codes and all that stuff. I'm talking about constitutionally. And that, then this is where I still got to do a little bit more homework, and I'm being honest here. Can they enact bills that are against the Constitution if there's no amendment? Does that make sense, what I'm asking yeah. you? So to, to give... Go ahead. I would vote no, but... Yeah, um, it, but they've been doing it. Yeah. Right? They've been doing it. So let's just go with what the powers of the president are. Article 2, Section 1. The executive power shall be vested in the president of the United States of America. He shall hold this office during the term of four years and altogether with the vice president chosen for the same term be elected as follows. And it goes through this whole election process. Now it says this executive power shall be vested in a president. It doesn't elaborate on what executive power is. Because it doesn't elaborate on it, that doesn't mean you assume what it means. Yeah. It's and and that's there's two different views. They're the the elastic clause, it, yeah, because it didn't say it. Therefore, anything, yeah, yeah. And the other view of well, if it didn't say it, it's not in there, and right. And I prefer that absolutely. Here, look at me, model of health, right? I'm not trying to make fun of my. Well, I am. It's yeah, kind of you funny. are. All right, <laughs> diets. I could say, well, it doesn't say that I like vegans, right? I'm a vegetarian. Well, beer is a vegetarian food. <laughs> it's a vegetarian drink. Ain't no meat in it. Ain't no animal products in it. But is it good for you on a diet? See what I mean? That's when you good, leave it, when you leave it open-ended, when you leave something open-ended, it will not help you. As a matter of fact, it might make you worse because you're going to try to find other things to please yourself. Oreos are vegan. There's no animal products in Oreos. So here's here's a question for you, and, and I hope this is clear enough. So then what do you do about the issues that aren't defined? You don't give them the authority right. to do it. See, that's kind of the issue here. That's in the power of the Congress. They have the power of legislation, Article 1, Section 1. So the issues of the people are to be dealt with by Congress, not the president. Make sense? So that's the problem here is border wall, border security, all these things. That's all under the Congress. They still need to approve those measures. Right now, does the president have the authority to protect us? Absolutely. In wartime, in wartime, he has to protect us. So he's got the. And then we're going to go to section yeah, two. I, right? I was going to say, follow that up. Then. Right. So uh, Article two, or I'm sorry, Article two, section two, of the United, uh, United States Constitution. The president shall be the commander in chief of the army and navy of the United States and of the militia of the several states, which are called into actual service of the United States. And may, he may require the opinion and writing of the principal officer. Blah 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 blah. Uh, power to grant reprieves and pardons for offenses against the United States, except in cases of impeachment. He's got the authority over the military. But if you look at that, it says he shall be the commander in chief of the Army and Navy. But when called into actual service of the United States, who's the only one that can declare war? Congress. Exactly. Because you're he's not a king. King has the authority over everything. Yeah. That's not what this says, right? So they have to follow the authority of Congress. Dude, let's continue, right? I'm just going to continue with this, and I want you to kind of... Uh, he shall have the power 
uh, with and by the advice and the consent of the Senate to make treaties, provide two-thirds of senators uh, present to concur, and he shall nominate, and by with the advice and consent of the Senate, he shall appoint ambassadors and other public ministers, consuls, judges of the Supreme Court, all that stuff. So he's got Gorsuch, and he's got... Kievna. 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 Yeah, and he might, if uh, Miss uh, Judge Ginsburg passes away, and we need to pray. We need to pray for her, man. Yeah. You know, she's got a soul, too. She doesn't have a whole lot of time. And it's not looking good. We need to pray for those people, right? So he may appoint a third in in this process. But he's got uh, to to make treaties. But even then, you need two-thirds of the council, or or two-thirds of Senate, two-thirds of Congress to pass that treaty. And he needs the advice of the of the Congress to do that. Yep. Right? Here's another one. The president shall have power to fill up vacancies that may happen during the recess of the Senate by granting commissions, which shall expire at the end of their next session. Section three, he shall from time to time give the Congress information of the State of the Union and recommend to their consideration such measures as he shall judge necessary and expedient. He may go ahead. No, go ahead and finish it. He may on extraordinary occasions convene both houses or either of them in case of disagreement between them with respect to the time of adjournment. He may adjourn them in such time as he shall think proper. He shall receive ambassadors and other public ministers. He shall take care of the laws to be faithfully executed and shall commission all the officers of the United States. Do you notice the the theme here? And I think it's important to see the spirit. I know where you're going with it. Go ahead. He's always in connection with Congress. It's never his own decision. It's always he's got to come to agreement with Congress on this stuff. He's right. always got to have their approval. They've, they've got to go back and forth and work together. It's never... He gets to do this on his own. And I think that's where we need to look at these laws that have expanded his power and go, do these stand with the original spirit of what the position was meant to be? Yeah, and if and again, let me go with your theme for a minute because the, the the last the section four is talking about the vice president. Something yeah. there was nowhere in there where the president has the power to do anything to the American people. Yeah, this is all directed between him and Congress and what's going on externally, not internally. He's not supposed to deal with us. On a day-to-day level. So when President Obama uh, pushed through health care, through executive order, whatever that was, he ended up taxing the American people. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. You have no authority for that. There's no there's no amendment for that. So when people say, well, H.R. something or whatever that was enacted in 76, the National Emergency Powers Act, uh, it gives him that authority. But wait a minute. Doesn't that scare you? Doesn't that scare you? Because you've now circumvented this this whole thing here, to give one man the authority to declare a national emergency. Which, by the way, could you explain the National Emergencies Act? So... And what's in it? We went through this, um, and basically what this does is this gives the president really kind of carte blanche control. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what it does is it, it's supposed to work by six-month periods. And one of the things that I pointed out to you when we were looking at this was, um, where is it? Of course, I miss it. Okay, so where is it? I think before you continue with this, why I wanted to say this is because if the president only has that much authority under Article 2 of the Constitution, which delegates his powers, right? It delegates exactly what his powers are. Where is the constitutional amendment that gave him more power? Not a bill, not a law, the constitutional amendment. 
that says we're revising this constitution to give the president more power. Yeah. And one of the things that scares me about this, which I think really expands his power, is it says it directs the president to transmit to Congress within 90 days after the end of each six-month period. So they, they go six months with this national emergency, then Congress is supposed to meet and decide, okay, is this still good or not? Okay. Um, he's supposed to give a report on the total expenditures incurred incurred by the United States government during the six-month period, which are directly attributable to the exercise of powers and authorities conferred by such declaration. So basically what that's saying is, okay, you got to come back and tell us how much it costs you to do this. Yeah. <laughs> so no, you go spend your money yeah, so, and let us know how much it was. So it's basically saying you've got control of the purse now. That was never a president's position or power. You're right. That was Congress's power. More directly, the House's. Yeah, because under Article 1, sec- Section, I believe, 5 or 4, basically the, the power of the purse is in the Congress. Yep. That is their job. They're the ones who vote on what spending is and what isn't in and aligning with the Constitution. Nothing more than that, right? Now, the 14th Amendment and all this stuff, but it kind of just like... You know, yeah. I mean, general welfare clauses and all that crap, and then just getting lawyers involved. And, you know, it didn't say this, so we can do that. You know, it says this, but it didn't say this, so it doesn't mean we can't do it. Yeah. You know, so we start getting lawyers involved in all that stuff. Let me ask you this, though, about the Emergency Powers Act, right? Sure. Does Congress get the right to determine if the president is right calling a national emergency? Hmm. Because now <laughs> he's, you know, he's got 15 states trying to sue him now. Yeah. Which one could argue, well, Congress is the one who determines the laws, right? They're the legislature, so they legislate, they determine laws. But the problem is what they're doing is they're giving a power that was not granted by the Constitution. To the right? president. We got, we got yeah. to go back to the amendment process. And I really believe that that's where the key lies is this has got to be amendment to the Constitution right. in order to be able to provide this because you're opening up Pandora's box. All of a sudden, you get Congress who's throwing out power to anybody who they want. You know, right. Jonathan and I were having a discussion about regulatory agencies. The reason... We're talking about like IRS, EPA... EPA, D- DOE... Yeah, explain. explain. Go ahead. So what we were talking about was why conservatives or, or, or you know libertarians... People liberty-minded have such a problem with these regulatory agencies is because they're unelected bureaucrats who are making law. Because if you don't pay your taxes, guess what happens? You can get jailed, fined, all your assets seized. That's a power. But we never elected the IRS. We never determined the IRS is a constitutional body. Congress handed over regulation, which regulation is law. I don't care what you tell me. If you break a regulation by the EPA, the EPA can fine you. They can punish you. They can coerce you to to justice or whatever, however you want to say it. So the problem is Congress is handing out power to everybody. And now they're handing out power to the president. They have been for a while, right? Long you while. know, the Patriot Act and Oof. all of this. Like, it's, but it, before that, they were allowing executive yeah, powers. Yeah. for you. You so go long. back to the New Deal. The New Deal was a huge, huge hand of power. Man. Again, well, that was Democrats, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's always this power of the purse situation in in the Democratic hands. But let's be honest here, Republicans have done just as uh, bad, yeah. right? 
and and all that stuff. I think the the important issue to hit here is, I do believe, we need to do something. We have a lot of uh, illegal immigration happening. Um, there's a there's a lot going on you know, as far as like border crisis and uh, internationally, we're seeing a lot of things unfolding. Uh, abortion's a prevalent topic for us. We've talked about that extensively. Yeah. You know, so we have to do something, right? Let me ask you a question. Do you think it's and I'm asking you this just so we can just kind of kind of have yeah. a dialogue because I started I started thinking you could elect the right dudes and I believe Trump's trying to do his be- president Trump's trying to do his best I got to start saying that president Trump's trying to do his best to do his job. I believe that. I don't want to think ill of people. You know people say Obama was the antichrist. Uh, okay. <laughs> That that's gonna win can confer yeah, favor. It, it no, doesn't, I mean, doesn't help. Yeah, anything. it doesn't help anything. And I don't believe, I don't agree with that, man. Yeah. Again, they have an ideology that there's, dude. Sixteen years ago, and the Bible says if you don't profess Christ, you're anti. I get that part. Yeah. But he never did that. He never did that. He never said he wasn't a Christian or he never bashed Christ. I think he said he didn't believe it once or something like that. It was like some speech long ago. Yeah, far away. I don't want to get too d- deep in the, w- the weeds here. And, and people got on him for what he wasn't doing. You know, like the, yeah, he, he yeah, didn't go yeah, to the man. prayer breakfast or didn't have the prayer breakfast or yeah, something man, like that. Look, they all got on But him. we yeah. went after him as far as constitutionally and some of the things he oh, did, yeah. man. Like we went after it. The we tea had party, to. man. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I support and back it. I'm not saying anything that President President Obama did was. I'm not saying that, but I'm looking at I'm looking at this president now, and I'm saying, man, how, what can we do to help him? Yeah. Right, because we elect good men. Let's say we elect all these good men, but if the hearts of the people aren't changed, all you're doing is a solidifying their hatred towards Christianity, because now Christianity's like at the forefront, right? And I believe if we don't change the hearts of the people first, and we elect good people, their hearts are going to harden even more. They're going to come hmm. even because yeah. can't force people to obey God. You just can't do it. That's why the church is so important. That's why I'm not speaking against President Trump. I'm saying this. While we have good men in office, while we have the people that we feel are right in office, start preaching the gospel, continue to preach the gospel, because that, that's where you're going to win this battle in the culture. How are you going to let good people? You still got the culture war saying that it's okay, which is so confusing. You have misogynistic rappers, rockers, all these things talking about women, but yet we have the same movement in Hollywood called Me Too, hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're destroying ourselves, and I, I, I keep saying this. The Democrats are folding this this whole Jussie Smollett, uh, what's his name, yeah. that faked his, his thing. That's happened more often than we know, and, and there's not a lot reported on it. Yeah. That happens often. It's Hoaxes happen all the time. A lot, and we don't hear about it. And they're turning against themselves now because now you're attacking your own. When Alexandria Ocasio lost Amazon, basically it was in, I don't know if it was her district, but the state, was it her district, right? They came against her. A lot of Democrats did. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? We just lost, was it 25,000 jobs? Yep. Oh, but it wasn't the right deal. Wait a minute. Didn't you want the people to work? Well, billionaires get richer. Didn't Netflix just sign a deal with you for $10 million for your story? $10 million, girl. Are you going to redistribute that in your district? Are you going to keep all that? That's that goes back to consistency. Exactly. Right? This is what I'm talking about. They're not consistent. Bernie Sanders says we can't have more rich people. He's got three houses and drives an Audi R8, and he's a he's a nice millionaire himself. Elizabeth Warren. We need to work for the middle class. I've always been for the middle class. As you're a five, I think she's worth what four million dollars. You're. Do you see what I'm saying? I don't ever hear the Republicans saying that they love money. And they're open to say it. They yeah, love they'll, capitalism. They'll they it. want money. <laughs> and I'm not saying, look, money's not bad. It's, it's when you love it too much. It's when yeah. it, it becomes your idol, right? 
But dude, the fact that they're saying that, the, the hearts are either getting harder against it. That's why the gospel is so important. What can we do as a people? I got to get back to the point because I'm getting off on a tangent here. I got off on a rabbit trail. What's it? And, and, and Kate Carl said it's got to take a spiritual awakening. I agree. But right now, what can we do to aid President Trump into doing things constitutionally? Because, again, do I believe something needs to be done on the border? Yeah. Yeah. Enforce the law. Yeah. I when you see illegals come in, got to deport them. And, and I had a buddy who pointed that out. When yes, he, I said that. He and yes, I, quote me on it. He and I were talking about the National Emergencies Act. And, right. And he, he called me up and he was like, I completely disagree with both of you. I was like, good. Let's have a conversation. Um, and... Not that he and I really came to an agreement at the end of it, but I, I see where he's coming from. His whole point was, look, if you don't secure this border, if you don't start cracking down on illegal immigration, the country's gone anyways because you have this flood of voters who are going to vote Democrat. They're going to vote the the socialist so policies why, that, so that then, they wanted to, they were fleeing from. But anyways, let me ask you know? him this then. Why can't we get the people elected in your area to impeach those people who aren't upholding the law? Yeah. And and my point was you've you've got to keep your principles otherwise you're toast anyways. If we don't keep our principles then we're compromising our own consistency, our own principles in order just to get the right ends, right? right. Then we're falling into the ends justify the means. Right. And that's that's, Ooh, that's a, a so really sticky. dangerous area. It is, man. No matter what you do, it's a sticky area. Yeah, and 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 I completely see his I concern do too. because in 20 years, especially with what they're trying to do with the electoral college to do away with it, there's there's I don't know how many states have, are trying to hold votes on getting rid of the electoral college, which you and I need to sit down and discuss more like constitutionally, federally, how does that work? Yep. Um, but I know California and Colorado have both tried to do away with it and New York. Well, if Cal California and New York do away with the electoral college system and they that's just a, go popular a, vote. That's a win for the Dems easy, man. Yeah. Because they got the big populist votes. And, and the populist votes, like you look at the, the map, and I know I'm getting on a bit of a tangent, but I'll come that's back fine. to it. You look at the... It's just good fodder for the podcast. Yeah, exactly. You know, pick what you want out of it, leave behind the rest. Um, the county maps, if you look at the county maps, mm -hmm. what splits Republican-Democrat... You'll notice it's all the cities the big vote cities. Democrat, the big, yeah, the big cities. cities. Yeah. And then all the rural areas end up, pretty much all the pretty rural much. areas end up voting Republican. Well, the problem is the big cities outpopulate the rural areas. And right. the whole reason they had the Electoral College was because they didn't want big populous areas dictating to rural areas what was what to do. This happened in California. There is a whole fight about water. And the rural areas were fighting this this legislation that was going to change how water was distributed. Well, they got outvoted by the city because the city said, well, we want your water. And the rural areas, they had, they had no real recourse because they couldn't fight by the numbers, yeah. even though it was important that their right. voice was heard. And that's where the Electoral College comes into play. But do you see how that brings that point back? Keep your point. Because no, I, go for it. Do you see how this brings back to your point, the ends justify the means? Yeah. Because, hey, they needed water. So they just went in and outvoted the rural areas. But in the end, it was bad. Because And here, let's let's take it with that's this example. pure democracy, which that's two wolves and a lamb that's voting right. for what's for dinner. That's right. Know? And that's But that's just as dangerous, right? If you think about it in the terms of a rural community versus a populist community. 
rural communities, man, back in the day, farmers, they didn't really make a lot of money. No. They were content living on their farms and blah, blah, blah. But if the big cities raised their taxes and forced it on the, the rural, like if the state voted to raise taxes, maybe bigger cities can do it because there's populous jobs there and there's more money be, to be made in the city. But what about the rural guy who's just got his cows and just trying to make yeah. a little living, but you raise his taxes? How's he going to do that? See what happens? Yeah. When we're just led to be free, who we are, right? I firmly believe this. If the states were just left to be the states, as, as Article 10 says in the Constitution, all the powers that are not authorized and given to the Congress of the United States shall be left to the states, people would leave Cali in drones, in, in droves, I mean. They would just leave because it's like you're way taxing us to death. Now Minnesota wants to raise their gas tax again. I think they were 24th in the nation or something like that. Now they're going to be fourth highest in the yeah. nation. It never Mi- stops with these people. Dude, Michigan, my dad told me this. Michigan is putting forward... Uh, somebody in the Michigan legislature has put forward the idea of a 40 cent gas tax. That's the governor. What's her name? Was it the governor who actually did it? I was thinking it was somebody in, but she's, dude, she's <laughs> full speed ahead what, what of happened expansion last year of when government. You upped it, what was it? 20%? I can't remember what it was. My buddy told me about it. What happened to that money? Yeah. You oh, need, when is it going to stop? Money. Yeah. What are you doing with all this money that you're taking in? I thought, what's well, to pay for this program? Okay, so when that's funded, then what? You're going to give the money back to the people? No. They just keep increasing in power. That is my only fear when it comes to, to the president's actions. Because let's say Trump doesn't yeah. get reelected, which I'm praying that that doesn't happen and it gives power to a Democrat, right? We're going to come back to this in two more years and say, this is what we were trying to say, and I don't want to do that. I really don't want to hit that point. <laughs> you know, I witnessed Jesse Ventura uh, long ago, 2007, I believe it was, or eight. And I got to meet him, and, and I was at a gas station. I got to witness to him. I remember when he was, uh, after he ran for governor. Yeah, it was after he ran for governor. So it was about 08, I think it was, because yeah. he, I think he got out in 06, I can't remember, 04. And uh, he was talking about he wanted to legalize prostitution. He thought that was a good idea. It brings more tax revenue, and freedom should be free. You know, all these things, so we, they should just choose what they do. And I'm like, so you're legalizing immorality is what you're doing. So who gets to determine morality, right? So we went on this big debate back and forth. He was not obviously not a Christian. And I said, so what happens, man? I, I said, so if you legalize that kind of immorality, what's to stop pedophilia from being normalized? He laughed in my face. That'll never happen. I remember what he said. And we, though we did shake hands, it was very respectable. He was a very, very cool guy. Yeah. Very opinionated, just like I am, right? <laughs> but I, I love facts. And so I said, man, but we're, they're going to try. I don't think it was three years later, some senators in that area started like doing bills about legalizing and normalizing this thing and calling it, hey, it's just a, it's 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 not it's no longer a disease. It should be an accepted practice. Then they had a, a TED talk come out yeah, about the, the pedophile thing. Yep. And now they're trying to normalize. Salon now, had a series of articles by a pedophile about how he was okay and he know. was okay. He could do what he wants, right? Because of love. Mm-hmm. Now the transgender issue started coming up, which again, there's no firm basis in fact scientifically for these people to justify transgenderism, right? But it's been legalized and normalized, guys. I'm telling you, the more you legalize. The wrong thing. It'll continue to grow. Listen, ask yourselves this question. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on, and I'm not blaming the one person. I'm blaming our structure in general and what we've done. Has government shrunk or gotten bigger? It keeps getting bigger. So what happens to your liberty? It starts to dissipate. That's all I'm talking about. Okay, I'm going to say this one more time. I honor the president 
I want him to do well because if he succeeds and our Congress succeeds and the Supreme Court succeeds, we all succeed. They're not supposed to be in cahoots with each other. They're supposed to keep each other to check and balance, right? I kind of like discord a little bit because President Trump can't do everything he wants to. The, the Congress can't do everything they want to because the president can veto. Yeah. Supreme Court can check the president and check Congress. It's supposed to be that way. I think I always kind of chuckle when people say, oh, there's so much gridlock in Congress. Good. Amen. That, that means they can't just do what they want to do. Right. And, yeah. and and every bill that comes out, there's like 3,000 pages that they get four in the morning. Oh, my goodness. And then they have to vote it at 11 o'clock. How are you going to read 3,000 pages in three hours? Ask yourselves the question. That's all I'm saying. Listen, and we're going to pray for President Trump in the show. Sure. Because I, I'm behind the guy. I am. Yeah. Right? I just want him to do the right thing. That's all. You think he's doing the right thing by advancing Christian causes. He's doing the right thing if he just becomes a Christian and follows the Constitution. Your job is to advance Christian causes, not the president. Yeah. Right? Now, that's that's as, the issue. And in his own personal declarations and everything. Yeah, totally. That's absolutely go 100%. for it. 100%. Our the, presidents the, have done it in their past declarations and yeah. their speeches. Yeah. And I think I'm talking that, about bills. Yeah. And I, I think it's important if, if he voices himself as a Christian... Of course. Go for it. And start and I'm glad he's he's really kind of opened it back towards Dude, this discussion with black of God. clergy and you know, I you mean know. I, he, he's doing the right thing. Yeah. In those areas. We're just we're nervous about using all the powers given given to you by Congress. And this National Emergencies Act you you mentioned this earlier tonight uh, before the podcast. You said at first it was like 700 800 million then it was well okay we'll give you 1.3 billion but he wanted 5 billion 5. after 7. the 700 800 yeah, yeah. million now he's getting 8 billion handed to him from army and dod and all of that which that goes back to the the, yeah, the purse strings yeah yeah, yeah. yeah the, the you which, went on that tangent that was good too yeah the the purse strings like and that's something you know which we didn't have this in the podcast i should bring that up real quick um with the purse strings who's supposed to have control of the purse strings according to the constitution the congress congress right yeah. now when these departments come with their budgets, they have to have line-by-line line items, and those items are approved by Congress, right? So what he's doing is he's getting funding from these departments that these line items haven't been approved by Congress. Now, it, it, somebody, if, if you know more about this, feel free to check me on it, right? If, if there's something that I'm missing here, please, by all means, mm -hmm. check me on it. But what I'm seeing here is they're giving him funding for stuff that hasn't been approved by Congress. Right. It was approved for other departments, but then they're funneling the money. They're funneling to him, when, when, which gives him control of the purse. If I was to do that and funnel it from different businesses, isn't that money laundering? Would, would that be considered laundering or what would you call it? I mean, the process of laundering is funneling money from an illegal source into a legal source. So, I mean, roundabout way, you could maybe make an argument that this you is know, money laundry because he couldn't get the money from Congress. Right. And again, yeah. he's but, only doing, but he's only doing what he knows to do and, and, and what his lawyers advise him, man. And he's been given permission right. by an act of Congress. Right. Our problem is Congress did not have the man, authority to make that act. Let's be honest, folks. <laughs> the only issue that 
President Trump is running into in a lot of ways with his legislation that he'd like to propose is Congress. Yeah. The spineless in a lot of ways, by the grace of God. I don't want to be mean to them either, but... If you want to hear us complain, bring up all the stuff that Congress should yeah, have done. Yeah, man, that they should be doing, and they're not. And, and you know, it's funny because the Democrats are like, oh, man, he's, un- he's, he's, he's overreaching power. It's not constitutional. He doesn't have the authority for this. I'm like, man, where were you for the last eight years before yeah. President Trump? Where were you? Right? But when it's your guy, it's okay. Same thing with the Republicans. When it's your guy, it's okay. What I'm saying is it's not okay if it's, it's not, not constitutional. Okay. Doesn't matter who's got that's, it. Is. That's right, man. And look, uh, again, I think um, ha- has he said a lot of rhetoric? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I'll tell you something, man. I know being an evangelist and a pastor sometimes, I've stuck my foot in my mouth many times and said some things, not intentionally. Maybe he's been intentional. I don't know. Probably has, right? But I know I've said some things maybe in my past I shouldn't have said. Sometimes I say stuff on the podcast and I'm like, mm, I shouldn't have said it that way. Not good. You know what I mean? No. I'll redo that or I'll delete that or something like that because it just didn't come out the way I wanted it to. And you always got to check yourself. You always got to be wise with your words. Maybe he's not the most articulate dude. Maybe he doesn't say all the things right. But I believe this. I do believe that he's trying to do his best with the powers that he thinks he's been given. And that's okay. I understand that. Again, I just want you guys to know as the self-evident ministry and the podcast and things like that, my duty is to make sure that we're following that piece of paper because the ends never justify the means, ever. Ever, man. It's not good. God forcing us to love him as Gentiles would never work. It just would not work. You know, my sons, let me say it this way. My sons, when they get punished for doing something wrong, they always say, Dad, you're so mean. You punish me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, did I punish you or did you choose the consequence you already knew was going to happen? Ooh. Was it me punishing Ooh. you or did you choose that consequence? When I look at who we've elected, and dude, let's let's be honest here. Look how bad this has become. We're literally having democratic socialists. Now, forget that. We're having socialists run for the presidency of a republic. Socialism. Now, once have you seen these democratic presidential candidates talk about the Constitution and what they want to propose? Unless it helps their case against President Trump. That's exactly right. Well, I'm talking about presidents where it's like free yeah. college, free yeah, tuition, free, right. free, 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 free. You have no authority to even guarantee that as a president. The other thing, too, about this Emergency Powers Act, and you know, I don't want to delve too far in this, but what about that spending bill? He's like, man, I'm not going to sign the spending bill unless you give me my money, right? So is he going to sign the bill, or did he sign the bill already? Did he sign that bill, the spending yeah. bill? Yeah, he did. So, so he signed the spending bill and declared a national emergency. So you gave everything that they wanted to the other side. Yeah, and there there was a lot of stuff in there that I know a lot of conservatives weren't happy with. Um, and it 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 kind of people people are going back and forth about whether or not it it gave away the farm in order to get his money. Now. I, I hear the voices coming out, and I'm not disparaging them at all, but the voices will immediately come out and say, he's a deal maker. He's going to make deals in order to get what he needs. To an extent, I agree, right? You got you, you to make a deal. You got to compromise. compromise. What do they somewhere. say? Compromise is good? Yeah. I guess. Um, not your soul, though. We, yeah. <laughs> Never your soul. Never your soul. Um, the, the question is... <sighs> How far do you compromise, you know, and, and where does it get into yeah. compromising your foundation as opposed to just compromising the terms? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, this is an ongoing discussion. I mean, the more I study, the more I'm like, man, 
Lord, we are so far from where we need to be. Yeah. You know? And this is... Constitutional limit has always been a battle. It was a battle as soon as the country was founded and the Constitution was ratified. Yep. It's always been a battle. So don't think that we're bringing up something no, brand man. new. No, man. There's, there's, you know? there's a debate about President Washington. You know, uh, I can't remember. The, it just escaped me. I had it in my head. If he defied his own uh, authority. And, and my buddy Dave Benner, I think it's DaveBenner.com, uh, B-E-N-N-E-R, B-E-N-N-E-R, Dave Benner. This dude will blow your mind out of the water when you talk. Like He knows everything about everything, this no. guy. And I ask him a lot of counsel and, hey, what can I read about economy and stuff like that? He's just so good at what he does. He actually wrote a book on the 14th Amendment. I highly recommend it. Uh, really good stuff. But you know, he was talking about it, how President, even as early as President Washington, people questioned, did he go overboard with his power as a president? You know, yeah. and, and those kind of things. So it's like, this is, a, this is an ongoing battle of how much authority do we give a man who's just as imperfect as you are? Or a body politic of people who's just as imperfect, if not worse sometimes, than you are morally? Yeah. How, how much power do you give them? We elected them. God, God, no, 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 <laughs> no. If they're worse off morally than you, why do you give them the authority to run your life? I That's th- the question. Yeah. And, and I think it gets down to a philosophical stance where you need to have the, the voices who stand for tradition and foundation because they're the ones who are going, look, this base is important. We need to continue on this base because if we get outside the boundaries, everything breaks loose. But you also need the other side to help keep them from losing sight. Totally. You need that other side to go, look, no, you're losing sight of some stuff here and, and you need to readjust because you're so fixated. That's exactly what happened in the Bible. God put down the laws and the commandments. What happened with the Jews? They got so focused on the law right? And it was epitomized by the Pharisees. They got so focused on the law, they lost the spirit, right? And that's, we've got to balance that stuff. Right. And I think, again, the purpose of, of, of the podcast is to bring up real relevant discussion on current issues right now. We have a job to do, man. Yeah. Like, just like I'm a watchdog for the gospel, I'm supposed to defend the gospel, right? And I'll defend it against people who claim to represent it. I'm not saying I'll call them up publicly. I don't think that's right uh, to do as far as like, oh, look what he's doing. That's not what I'm doing, uh, President Trump. I'm not doing that at all. I'm saying I just want him to know. And what is it going to take? It's not going to take just us praying for him. It's education. It's making sure he understands the Constitution and not just lawyers. Because, man, let's be honest here, man. Lawyers are really good at twisting things, too. You know, they have something called criminal defense where they can twist laws to defend the criminal. That is insane to me. You know what I mean? They can get criminals off. You know, it's it just, it's yeah. it's crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And again, I'm not saying all people who are considered and, criminals are bad. And criminals deserve a defense in court. Yes. But, but isn't it funny how an attorney can get them off because of one minor slip a up in a detail? Yeah, a technicality. Yeah, yeah. No, you know? there are some people who are put in jail who I don't believe should be put in jail no. for, for petty offenses. I agree with that stuff. And we should do something about it. But again, going back to the to the president, I just, man, like I wish everybody would understand that we're not against him. I I, I don't mean that stuff when, and you know, I I, I think I, I I can apologize for this. I wasn't very clear in the post how I put it, you know, and 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 I understand why people were frustrated at at me and things like that. Uh, I just want you to know it's not that I'm against him. I just want a free country. 
I just want a free country, man. Give me liberty. Like K. Carl Smith said last week, give me liberty, man, or give me death. That's what Patrick Henry said. Yeah. Dude, these guys stood on principle. Principle. They didn't care if you liked it or not. Have I ever said that quote live on Samuel Adams when he said, mm-hmm. uh, he said, if you prefer wealth rather than liberty, and if you prefer tranquility over the animated contest of freedom, go from us in peace. He said, we ask not your counsels or your arms. Crouch down and lick the hands which feed you. May your chains sit lightly upon you. May our posterity forget that you are a countryman. That's what he thought of compromise. We need liberty, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. How far is this going to go where we say, whoa, 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 enough's enough? How far is it going to go? I want President Trump to get it right, man. I want Absolutely. him to, to, to not work with Congress necessarily, but say, Congress, this is your job. Keep the people free. Keep the people safe. That's your job. Not more government. Just enforce the laws we already have. Go down to the border. Make sure we have the laws enforced that we already have. We don't need more laws. We don't need a president declaring a national emergency. We should have already done that already if this was such a problem. Because, dude, this has been a problem since 1790. Yeah. Legals have been yeah. coming in, and we just pardon them. But it won't happen again, we promise. Yeah. And then it happens again. It becomes a crisis because it becomes relevant news. That's exactly you know what I mean? it. Like, yeah. like if all of this stuff, abortion, it's been there before. Immigration, it's been there before. All of this stuff, like it gets ginned up as as crisis, so then it becomes we need to solve this now. I'm not saying it's not a problem. And abortion, that's really getting out of hand. More states are coming forward with abortion at all times for any reason laws. And some are coming out with personhood laws. And, which and good, you know, yeah, some are, Iowa, are bucking against it, which hey, more power yeah. to you. But if you think yeah. about it, since President Bush's presidency, terrorism was the biggest problem. Remember? You notice how we Crisis. don't care about it anymore? Right. We don't really talk about it much. Under President Obama's administration, health care was the biggest crisis. And we focused on that. We focused on that, man. Health care and gay rights. Yep. We made it a crisis. It was constantly pushed to us. It's a crisis. President Trump's national security border wall. Immigration. But President Clinton, President Bush, President Obama... And now President Trump have all talked about the border crisis. And they, all of them. they all supported immigration control. That's exactly right. So let's enforce it. But they never really got around to enforcing. They talked about it, right, to a piece of people. And we're talking about Democrats, too. Yeah. They were for strong border security. Yeah, yeah absolutely. They, well, at least they Clinton, said it. Obama, Pelosi, Reid, like, dude, President Schumer, Clinton, all of these guys President talked about Clinton, it. President Clinton, in that speech he gave, the one that I saw, we should post it. I think we should tag it on here. When he gave that speech about illegal immigration, he'd be considered a Republican today. Yeah, how harsh he was about that! Yeah. Like, you know, we're we're gonna punish uh, uh, war, uh, companies that hire illegal immigrants. I mean, dude, strict. Like, this is what I'm for, and people cheered him for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I think it's just that's where we're coming from. Both sides have done this. Yeah, I want President Trump to succeed. I love this country, man. I don't just want to leave my kid. Look, what do we got left? 40 years of our life? If we're good. If we're good. And, and oh, not, not like workspace. <laughs> but like, if I don't go out and good like point. get hit by a car, if you know what I mean? Take care yeah, of myself. Yeah. I have good 40 years. In that 40 years, my kids will be 40, 50, right? Because I'll mm-hmm. be in my 80s. What am I going to leave them? What am I going to leave them? And so you got yeah. your wall, man. Good for you. Now what? 
Yeah. What about keeping the people free? How come government is still spending out of control? How come uh, the, the government still keeps increasing? How come we have more programs that have been failing? We all know this, dude. How come the IRS is still, you know, uh, stealing from the American people in a lot of ways, dude? I'm just being honest. Uh, why, why is abortion running rampant? Like, what's that? You know what I mean? Like, I don't want that for my kids. That's the only reason I'm strict on these things. Not because I dislike the president. And I've never, you know what I mean? Did I think he was the right guy at first? Absolutely not. The guy had a mouth and he was crazy, yeah. you know, at first. And like now it's like, wow, he's kind of shocking me. He really has cleaned up his act. He really and, has. And I remember like, from what he was. Well, yeah. And I, re- <laughs> I remember we had a podcast, oh, this was a while ago, and we had kind of discussed and, and we had started talking about like, we think he's changing. Like we think he's yeah. starting to become more controlled and he's definitely showed himself as more controlled, which actually makes him more effective because then when he nails the issues in a real blunt way, they can't just come back on him and go, well, he's just being a jerk. More and more the things that he's saying are controlled enough, but blunt enough to where it's just like, you can't really argue right. with the guy's point. Right. And I really do want to apologize for one more thing. I don't think that we were clear on how we said yeah. things about the president. I think you're right. I think we kind of, people can take it too far. Where we're like, they're against the president. They're not. I was saying I wasn't Republican, not because of President Trump. I just think the Republican Party has done a lot of disservice as far as Congress and things like that. Mm-hmm. They've been letting us down a lot. And, but. I'm seeing too. We have to work within the in, in the system that we have. Yeah, we have to work with the two party system. So forgive me for that. I don't listen, man. I'm an opinion based guy in a lot of ways too, not just facts. Sometimes I just say what's on my heart, and I think I'm learning that there's a system we have. We've got to work within it. Bill Federer was right. Yeah. Um, you're you're up here. We're back here. We need to get to where you're at. So you got to relate to us here to get there. I I think. We can we can start there now. I think I can start to understand and wrap my head around it, but I'm not going to compromise principle, and and I can't I can't do that. And so we have to hold them accountable just as much. And so I, I th- apologize for that. I, I think we need voices like yours that remind everybody of the goal. Yeah, because it's it's very easy for everybody to pat each other on the back and say, oh well, you know, we limited abortion to 24 weeks and under. How great are we? Okay, yeah, that's a good step. But that's not the goal. Stop patting yourself on the back and keep working. And there's got to be voices that see the clarity of the goal and say, no, this isn't good enough. This isn't good enough. Yeah, and I think we should do more encouraging, too. I think um, instead of, like, constantly popping, I think let's encourage President Trump to pray more, to seek the counsel of the Lord, to seek the counsel of good men and and good, good wisdom on the Constitution. We should encourage Congress... Uh, please don't sit back idly knowing the truth. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't give your authority up so quickly. Don't, you know what I mean? Fight for the people. That's what you're there for. Not give them anything. Fight for them to keep their rights. Rights come from God. And, you know, I think we should do a thing on the Bill of Rights now that we've done the presidency. Yeah. Um, and I believe we did Congress's job, too, in earlier podcasts. Yeah. Um, but we should do a Bill of Rights thing. And, and uh, again, I think encouragement always is the best route to take. As a matter of fact, prophecies, encouragement, and, and that kind of thing. And I'm not saying I'm a prophet, but I'm saying that like we we should be encouraging more. And and I hope that you understand from us, right, that with with sometimes with with uh, principle comes passion. With passion comes, I'm just going to say what's on my mind and in my heart. I never meant to attack President Trump. That is not my deal here. Um, 
I, I want to be able to meet him someday. I hope I do. And sometimes when I get those thoughts, things happen like that for me because God's yeah. good. God's so good to me. And you're going to be right beside me, man. You know Absolutely. what I mean? You're going to be right beside Here me. Here we go. And you know what? You say that we need voices like mine. We need voices like you two that have reason and that, that can pull me back to earth too. Because we have a... Behind closed doors, guys, him and I have so many discussions and he reins me in like, wait a minute though. What about this? I'm like, great point. You know, so there's there's this constant going back and forth of I get so... Hey, let's stick to the law. But it's like, but what's the spirit of the law? What does that look like? How does um, it play out? You know what I mean? And and I want to remain in that in that frame in that forefront. So And you again, keep me clear, man. Like, and that's yeah, that's yeah. something I, I value is like you you keep my goals clear. So because and there's discussions I want to have with you that that hopefully we can have in future podcasts that get really muddy. And I appreciate how you can, you know, hit yeah, but scripture this is our goal. Yeah, yeah. 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 Y'all hungry? Yeah, let's grab some food. Oh, oh, what a sissy. oh I'm kidding. He's tired. That. <laughs> <laughs> a sissy on live here. No, the truth. No. <laughs> I ain't compromising Exposed. my principle. I ain't uh, compromising. I think you're right, and and we'll quickly wrap this up. I think you're absolutely right in saying that we've gotta we've gotta really nail solutions and hope. Yeah, you know, and and I want to get more into and, and not right now, but in general with the podcast, I want to get more into solutions and not just it's the job of the church, which we say a lot of like the church should be doing this. Okay, how does the church do this, and what does that look like? Yeah, and you know, yeah, and pastor, our, our, our pastor step. here really challenged me with that. Yeah. He said, "I think a lot of people get outreach about the abortion issue, but what's the solution?" And I'm like holy crap, what is the, what is the solution? You know, like I never really thought that far and I, you know, forgive me for that. I can't, man, I'm human, man. I'm, I'm going to mess up. I do believe in principle and I'll stick to that. But what is the, what is the solution here? Does it cause, is there cause for impeachment in California? But how can you do that when everything's corrupt as far as like politicians are corrupt? Yeah. We, we have some good people there. I'm sure we're praying people and there's a lot of good people in California too, man. There's Absolutely. a lot of great groups out there. A lot of good churches preaching the truth. My buddy, Jake McCauley, which he's going to be on our podcast in May. Uh, he's coming oh, down. That's right. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be awesome. But Good. he's got really dear friends in California, in in churches, private schools, all these things that are killing it out there. And and so I want to I want to acknowledge that too because there's and people say it's too far gone for Cali. I don't believe it. I believe where yeah. it's darkest, the light shines brightest, and God's going to win that. I have to have hope there. Um, and I want to continue to have hope for for this country. People, I've had a lot of people tell me, "Do you think it's too far gone?" That is not my thing to worry about. My thing to worry about is do what I'm called to do and leave the results to God. That is my job. It goes back to your kids, right? That's exactly right. My job is to make sure that, like, if I preach the gospel, it's going to teach my kids how to love God because my faith is being exercised, and they're going to see it. And my kids have experienced it and tasted and seen in a lot of ways that the Lord is good, and that's cool. Yeah. Uh, I just prayed with them the other night, man. And I stopped in the middle of my prayer, and I'm like, Lord, I just want connection with you. And it just dropped on me. I just felt the Lord. I felt the presence of God. And also my kids started praying for, for our new house. Amen. Like, Lord, I'm praying for our house. My youngest. Aaron. He's never done Amen. that. Yeah. He's never done. It. He's five years old. Yeah. He starts praying for a house and I thank you, God, for a house and a nice house. And you know, like just he's never done that before. I mm. just I just want them to be in a free country. I just want us to follow the Lord. That's it. Forgive me if I've turned you off sometimes by having the passion that I have. I just don't want us to go. Where we're depending on a government and not the Lord anymore. Yeah. To depend on a president. Look, look what happened with Saul. 
Okay, we could easily go back to that. That is not what we want. That is not what guys like Ben Shapiro want, and guys like uh, Steven Crowder and all these cats. Uh, you know, uh, 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 what's his name? A lot of the podcasters out there, and their names escape me. Forgive me, Lord. Uh, their names escape me. But you know, there's a lot of people that just want liberty. They just want freedom. Yeah. And we can achieve that again. I think we have to give it back to the states too. Yeah. We we just do. The states know what to do. We've got, we're the ones that are in the state. Let us have our rights back because God gave them to me. That's all. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to, and, you know what I mean? We're yeah, not trying to attack yeah. people here. That's not our, that's not our job. And it, it totally comes down to local elections. And we had talked about tons connecting to the mayor, connecting to our city councils, connecting to our school boards, connecting to our districts. Like we so focused on the president and the Congress that's because right. that's all we Great hear point. about on CNN. Right. We need to get back to the basics. If you guys want solutions, like that's what you're looking for is grassroots, getting back to the basics, getting back to the, Foundation, that's my obsession, right? School boards, city councils, city governments, districts, county governments, state governments, whatever you feel most passionate or your area, like that's where it really boils down to because when that starts changing, when the culture around you starts changing, that starts changing the things up the chain. That's That's it, buddy. And you know what? To be honest with you, that's prophecy. So I just again, we w- we want to say we love you guys. We thank you so much for listening to uh, the podcast. It wasn't as animated as I thought it was going to be, um, but listen, what we're trying to do and what we're doing actually is providing you with the information that you need to make a sound decision. We want to start providing more solutions to these issues because they're huge. Uh, and again, I just want our kids to be free. Absolutely, I want our kids to have something that they can hold on to and trust in. And all these things, and, and, and it's the Lord for us first. It's mm-hmm. the gospel for us first. Um, I can't preach about the history of America and how it was founded on God if the heart doesn't change. It's useless information. It won't make sense to people. Absolutely. And so our focus is the gospel. Again, go on theselfevidenttruth.com. You guys can go find out more information about the podcast. If you'd like to support us, do so with a donation or monthly support. We could totally use that. We really need your support in those areas to keep this podcast going. We really want to start providing for these guys that are helping us because... It takes a lot, and we don't mind sacrifice. Nobody's ever denied sacrifice. I've been doing that for years. It's not the issue. The issue is it's like, hey, if it's in our means to help. The Bible says if you, with, if, if you have the means to do good, right, don't withhold it. Yeah. You know, don't withhold it from someone, and we really need your support. We also are trying to find... I'm going to throw this out there to you, too. We're actually trying to find sponsors, business sponsors, to help us as well with the podcast. Um, if you believe in us that much, and, and I'm sure you do, consider sponsoring us from your business. We would like to do a commercial for you, whatever yeah. it looks like, however that looks. We want people to start supporting this from their businesses um, and, and, and things like that because that's just going to help further and propel the message. I, I've got some tours coming up here in March. I'll be leaving in March. I believe April, uh, June I'll be out, August I'll be out. So I'll be continuously touring still. We'll be still going to uh, schools and colleges and all these things. We're still doing self-evident as we're continuing to pastor and do the podcast and things like that. But we love feeding you. We love talking to you. We love the the feedback that we get. And we just want to honor God. That's the only thing we want to do here. So again, God bless you guys. We love you so much. And uh, we'll see you next week. All right. Love you guys.